0: with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster I and welcome along to the programme. This evening we're meeting two of the three students awarded grants by the Isle of Man Arts Council to assist with their studies in creative fields. Kizzy Pizar and Joshua Morrison tell us about their studies so far and what's in store. And if you can't stay for the full half hour or want to listen again you'll find the programme as a podcast on the Manx Radio website. Joshua Morrison is our first guest this evening. He's been accepted to study at the Rombert Conservatoire in London to study ballet and contemporary dance this autumn. Joshua, congratulations on being awarded the Jonathan Gallo Student Award for Performing Arts. How did this opportunity pop up on your radar?
1: I think my mum, she spoke to me and she, like, told me about it and stuff like that. And then from her, like, she's a big supporter of me, really. And she likes just doing things for me, you know what I mean? She's just... She's amazing, but um yeah, no. She she told me about it, and then from then on, I was like, yeah, we should just definitely go for it. Like, why not? If you don't try, don't get. It. So, yeah.
0: And was it was it a big process in preparing that application?
1: um It was. It wasn't long. It was just I was away in Liverpool, and you know I was doing stuff a lot of the time in college and stuff, and I was dancing a lot. So my mum. You know, when she finished work, she'd sit down with me on FaceTime and we'd we'd sort it out there. But it, it wasn't a long process. It was just we both were quite busy, so it was hard to find time to sit down and do it, you know.
0: But I think sometimes when you're asked to um, outline and explain why you're passionate about what you do and what inspires you, it can really sort of consolidate those thoughts in your own mind and just kind of, like, add to your confidence almost in a way.
1: Yeah, of course, like... I don't know. Like, I get excited like all the time. Like, I think dance is something for me. It's like, it's like ironic to say, but you know, when you're like doing your niche, yeah. you know, you go into a zone. And that's like, yeah, when I have, when I'm like dancing and stuff, that is just like my, my place where I don't, like, external things don't really affect me in there. I'm just all go for dance, you know what I mean?
0: And is that something that you have to nurture and, um, and kind of, a sort of a culture you have to develop in yourself?
1: I don't know. I think, like, if I'm training or, you know, like, rehearsing for a, a dance, a lot of the time finding, like, a concept and, like, moving your body with a certain concept, like, for example, energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have this void of energy and you're trying to move it throughout your body. But when I'm on stage, I think, like, the anxiety of being on stage kind of puts you into a zone i don't even think it was it's like dancing when you're on stage dancing you're in a separate zone well backstage whilst you're waiting to go on is is like okay i'm getting ready you know i mean and that's that anxiety takes over a lot do you have
0: any little routines like um I know you must warm up and prepare yourself for performances, but mentally, is there anything that you need to do or any I don't know so many creatives are sort of superstitious in a way and they'll have a little a little sort of mantra or something or anything that kind of helps them fend off the anxiety
1: No, not really, I mean, I'm quite comfortable being in public like i'm i'm I like to talk a lot as well, and I would say I have quite an outgoing personality, but um no, I think breathing, like breathing techniques before I go on stage, just because it helps me relax and, you know, like it just gets me in a, in a calm state. Because if I go out and, you know, I'm terrified, it's going to, you know, I might mess up or something. But if I just go at it and, you know, don't think about it, you know what I mean?
0: it's so interesting to hear about your approach to dance now how did it begin for you what was your starting point because you've you've said um I know when you spoke to the Isle of Man Arts Council when you were awarded this grant you said that you hoped your winning of of this award would inspire other young boys to get involved in dance and kind of um I think it's probably a bit more difficult for boys in dance did you find that?
1: Yeah definitely I mean I started off as a gymnast and I was like quite like you know I like to move a lot when I was a kid and then like my mum um, sent me to ballet classes and to help with my floor routine actually it was to like get more spring in my legs and I started doing like ballet and tap and then like from then I think I just like started to like love it and then I like gave up gymnastics and then I like focused and then I was introduced to contemporary and that's when like everything like started for me. But I don't know. I feel like when I said that in the um to the arts council, it was more of a like just people to be themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just for boys. It's for like loads of people. You know what I mean? If you if you're just a person that wants to go off and do something, you just got to do it. And like a lot of people will just like not see your vision. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people won't see your vision, but then that's fine because they're not you. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Like a painting before it's finished. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to paint the picture for people sometimes. Um, and you, you're you going off to study um, ballet and contemporary dance. Tell us a bit about contemporary dance, because I think ballet is a term that, you know, just about everyone would be familiar with, but contemporary dance can be so many things. Can you describe yeah. that for us?
1: Um contemporary is just anything really you know it's like it's i wouldn't say it's a style of dance but it's just mainly like movement and it has no syllabus whereas like um ballet you know you have certain um moves that you can do certain movement and stuff like that and in contemporary there's no anything can be contemporary just raising your hand could be contemporary if you like you know what i mean it's just something that's like new and something that's like not you know, it can be, I have friends um, that, you know, they do hip-hop and it's still classed as contemporary because it's not just hip-hop, they add other styles and moves. I have a friend, you know, he, um, he does, incorporates jazz into his like freestyle and his contemporary and he adds ballet, a bit of ballet, a bit of contemporary jazz, you know, all that, And it's just like a mixture of everything. It doesn't have a syllabus, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm so it's very expressive and down to interpretation and it's um i suppose like contemporary music we have um anything goes now same with fashion it's kind of evolved to the point where you can take influence and inspiration from so many different genres and mix them all together and come up with something totally original
1: i feel like that's why it can like it can reach a lot of people and like whatever type of artist you are it will reach out to a certain type of person and then that's like that's what you need to like aim for not to like please everyone else mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. you got to do your thing and then people will just be attracted to you cuz you're doing your own thing mm-hmm. and it's like your energy will just attract theirs
0: i see i like that well i imagine then that um in your studies going forward uh, studying contemporary dance with ballet there'll be you know as you say it's a very um, it's a, f- a formulated um, form of dance with contemporary dance will that be more of a focus in your training on um, postures and technique more than um, I don't know like you know when you watch Strictly Come Dancing they say yeah. there were three taps in that and yeah. um, the knee flick wasn't right and things like that yeah. so less about the the scripted um, style yeah. more about your personal expression and your your movement in yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, with contemporary there are styles of contemporary like um, styles that have like extended off from ballet. Mm-hmm. So there are more balletic styles of contemporary and you know rumba um, does train um, a lot of balletic styles uh, which they somewhat have a syllabus to, but it's a lot about your posture. And like the way you carry yourself and your your alignment and stuff like that key things it's not too much unless you're performing for a show it's not too much about exactly how you're doing it it's just being i'd say in touch with your body and like understanding your body a bit more and especially first year is going to be it's just about a technique for ballet and contemporary you know it's not going to be like they're not going to do loads of mad things. They're just going to focus on, like, the, the basics of the body movement and, like, the mechanics of your body. You know what I mean? Ah,
0: I see. I understand you now. And you said you've been away at college um, in Liverpool. Tell us what you've been doing there.
1: Um, I've been there for the last two years at Liverpool six Form College. And... Um, you know, it's an art school, so there's singers, dancers, actors, musical theatre students, you know, art, um, musicians. There's, uh, like, loads of people, singers, songwriters, people on tech, you know, with microphones and lights and all that. But, um, no, I was on the dance course, and, you know, we would do ballet, contemporary, um, urban, which is a form of commercial, and then we'd do jazz also. And the teachers were great, you know. I think it was it was definitely good and good to go away and get, like some some good training, you know what I mean? And it's definitely, you know, somewhat prepared me for to go to Rombert, for sure.
0: I can imagine. It's a very prestigious school. You did really well to get on that course. And why was Romber at the top of your... Why this school? What Why were you um, drawn to Because it? it is it's the best, really, isn't it? Isn't it's like...
1: Yeah? I, I don't In, Britain. Know. <laughs> In Britain, at least. I wouldn't say it's, like, the best. I mean, it's definitely up there like definitely up there in the contemporary for ballet and contemporary yet yeah, in the UK i would say it's it's like maybe the best but you know contemporary wise it's just what you like a lot of schools do you know there's northern school of contemporary there's mm-hmm. the place and there's rombear which and trinity Le bon. um i think those schools are all amazing and it's just really what you what you are like i mean i think for me I do enjoy ballet, but it's not as, like, my passion, I don't have the passion for ballet as I do contemporary, but, you know, like, I've always thought if you have a strong foundation, then, you know, you can, like, you can just branch off and do that, but as long as you have the foundation, and I think ballet, for contemporary, just for your body, for your strength, your agility, you know, your jumping power, you know, a lot of things to do with dance, ballet is, like, a core you know, it's like the engine to a car. It's like, what kind of, it's um, like, it, it's amazing, yeah. yeah.
0: To maintain that strength, I mean, it's such a challenge. You see um, dancers and they are athletes. They truly are athletes. How do you, I mean, how many hours do you train? What do you have to do to keep yourself in, in good condition to be, um, to be sort of at your best
1: Well, I mean, I think at this point, well, when I go into September, I think it will just become a lifestyle. You know, I don't think it's, like, going to be, because a dancer's life is, like, very intense. I think the hours that I'm doing in first year are, like, eight till six every day. And it's, like, you do three hours of ballet, three hours of contemporary, you know, you do technique training, you can do conditioning for your body, you know, you do improvisation. And it's like, it's a lot of work on your body. So, like, I'm definitely mentally preparing myself to get, like, to to feel not the best, you know what I mean? <laughs> to feel to feel sore the first couple of months. But then after that, I think if I just eat right, getting enough sleep, not partying too hard.
0: It sounds as though dance as a lifestyle is kind of what you're aiming for. What do you see in your future?
1: With the training from Rombert, you know, when I finish at uni, I'll have be a professional ballet dancer and a professional contemporary dancer, which is what you don't get at other schools, which is like, I use my Rombert training and then just probably have that as a foundation because I am I like to create a lot myself. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely going off and trying to find my own style and trying to find myself a bit more with dance and incorporate like my self-development um, into my dance, you know what I mean? Like yeah. me growing as a person, how that impacts my dance and I wanna focus on that. And I think the training from rombert will help me to do that. And it's like setting myself up for the future. You know what I mean? This is my first like the best professional training you can get basically for contemporary and ballet. And like in the future that will that I know that will, you know, help me for sure.
0: Well, congratulations to you and good luck. We can't Thank wait to see much. how you get on. Thank you very Thank much.
1: Thank you. Spotlight,
2: brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
0: Thanks to Josh for joining us this evening. And now we welcome musician Kizzy Pizar to the programme. Kizzy, thanks for coming along. Which award were you granted? And what course is it going to better enable you to attend?
2: I've been awarded the Arts Council oh, Student Award, like the actual Arts Council one, and... Um, and I'm going to study events management and music business at BIM in Brighton, which is the British and Irish Modern Music University. Yeah. My course is basically just a three-year course consisting of running events, um, the business behind music, because like, yes, I'm a performer, but I love behind the scenes, at, like working with other artists and working with studios and promoters and marketing and all that. So that's everything I'm going to be doing. Gosh,
0: That's so excited. I mean, A, a very prestigious school. Um, Recent graduates from the Isle of Man include um, Lily from Penelope Isles. She graduated from there. And Azaria Sheely, who's making her name as a DJ and presenter now as well. So you're in a good crowd there. And it sounds like a really sensible approach as well, because I think as creatives, yes, we have our, um, our passion, our form of creative expression. But now we have to be literally all singing, all dancing. Know every aspect of it because it's a tough world out there. What helped you sort of catch on to that idea of of sort of doing the background stuff as well? What um what experiences kind of made you decide that was the right thing to do?
2: Well, I mean, I was a singer since I was a kid, but um when I joined Soundcheck at the age of like oh, I think I was twelve, um. And at some point along the way, I think I was probably around 15, I started just, like, organising artists to go and do this gig I'd be like oh okay all of you sign up go there I was like okay now everyone I I organized the sound check stay awake to raise money and it was like in memory of Paul Cooper and I got loads of people to play for that um and I started doing things like that and I remember one time I was on the phone to Jenny like late at night being like right okay so this person's doing this and this person's gonna be there at this time and I'm gonna be there here and she was like you're gonna be a great events manager one day (laughs) and I was thinking in my head I am and then yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, I could be. Yeah. yeah, I really could be. And so when I looked at the BIM, like, the, what's the oh, list? Prospectus. prospectus, there we go. Um, I was like, events, events management, interesting. Yeah. And that's when my mum pointed out music business as well because alongside the fact that I was, like, organising all these events, I was also going in to see these young artists and I was trying to help them. And I was thinking, oh, I really like doing that as well. I really like working with them. And then I remember on the last day, the cut off of changing what course you were going to do, they changed it to a combined course of the two, and I was like, no way, no way. I was on the phone, and I was like, get me on there.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dream come true! How perfect. Um, and this, I mean, it's such a it's such a grounded approach to the industry. Are you like, what's your dream? What are you hoping will come of this? I
2: don't know. Just, I guess, I just want a career in music I kind of want that to be what I'm doing every day as long as that's something I'm enjoying which I think music always will be then yeah. that's Okay. I mean, yeah. like, it probably sounds sappy, but it's no. like...
0: <laughs> no, no, plenty of room for sappiness here on Spotlight. Um, you know, every week we talk to people about their passion and it's quite an emotional thing because it's, it's it really is sort of part of your soul. Every time you do anything creative, part of you goes with it. So, yeah, no, don't worry, you're in good company here. <laughs> and, I mean, talking about that side of things, music must be a really powerful force in your life. Um, who are your influences? Tell us about your style and um, and your approach to music. Uh, in terms of music, um, when I was a kid,
2: my my inspirations would probably have just been high school music for a really long time. <laughs> but um, then I expanded to, like to Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato. You know, everyone on yeah. Disney because that's what I saw. And then I think the first time I really connected with an actual like artist and thought I like what they're doing uh, was a YouTuber, Christina Grimmy. Mm-hmm. I was watching her from when I was a kid, and then when I got a bit older only a bit older i was like again 12 i joined soundcheck i joined a band um then called the Games On now Spaghetti in the hoops and i expanded my listening and i listened to like the likes of like avril lavigne and paramore yeah. and people like that and we, that they are huge inspirations for me now um especially in that music but in my solo stuff it still derives from like The likes of I get a lot of Billie Eilish comments, Um, but yeah, Billie Eilish, Christina Grimmie, uh, Haley Williams, Avril Lavigne, those kind of vibes, kind of just a bit edgy, I guess. That kind
0: of genre of music is that is that yeah, where where you yeah, your passion lies, yeah. Um, and in terms of performing, it's like yeah, we're talking to Josh about this as well. Even if you're a confident person to sing in the shower like compare that to getting up on a stage or having to present yourself in front of sometimes hundreds of people what's that process like for you how do you get yourself into the mindset where you can you can approach that comfortably or, or does it happen I and mean, so many of us we go on there scared until 30 seconds in it's like oh yeah no this is happening it's just got to happen like there's no there's no way out of this so it's uh, yeah you just kind of got to get on with it sort of thing. I, was, I feel like what's weird
2: for me is, especially with the way you've worded that, I'd actually be more nervous singing in the shower than I would really? on stage in front of people. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm always, like, super aware. If I'm singing to, like, one or two people, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. so nervous. Whereas if it's, like, hundreds, I don't, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. But I, I think there was a point, like, we've, my band has gigged loads It there was kind of a point where it did just it started being part of the routine just go on stage perform it didn't really matter how many people were there because it was all part of the list of things to do in my head like performing is just one of the many things we've got to do because then we've got to take all everything off stage you know yeah. so I'm on stage and I think pride was probably when I've been remotely nervous but I think that's just because I'm always awkward on stage I'll sing I'll sing a whole song I'll be like that was great and in the middle I'll be like so
0: (laughs) how are you guys Yeah, I get you, I get you. <laughs> And it's uh it's another, it's another thing about being a performer, being a creative. There are so many different things that we have to be proficient at. Um. So yeah, I think um, yeah, chat between tracks is is one of those things that must be a real challenge. Um, performing at Pride must have been a major event because, I mean, that's a that was a big deal and also like such a a milestone in our history as well. Yeah. No, I, we were well chuffed
2: to have been asked to play Pride in the first place, but when it came to actually playing it, was the best, probably best gig we've ever had. And we like, other people who'd seen us a lot was like, yeah, you guys are like, you're like better than usual. I think it's just because we were like loving it. But I remember going on stage and there were like, so many, like, I didn't expect that many people to go to Pride. I was like worried beforehand. I was like, what if like, no one shows up to Pride? What if no one is there? And I'm like, everyone's here. Yeah. Everyone I've ever met and their mum is here. And it's like, I think my main concern was getting the words to a really well-known song wrong because sometimes I do just change things and usually we're somewhere where it didn't matter but I'm like everyone here knows these songs but it was no it was it was really nice and it was really nice going up there and being like yeah this is pride we're all queer and just kind of celebrating that as opposed to it just being a Passing thing,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, an event with a, a fantastic cause and that, that means so much to so many islanders. I know that when you perform, you're a singer. You've already got so many strings to your bow, but as part of your music and your performance, do you play any instruments? Do you compose at all, um, or is it is it more about the the voice and the vocal technique that that you're sort of passionate about?
2: Oh no, I mean, like while I've I've done vocal training and I still work on my voice every day. I want it to get better, but it's weirdly while singing is my thing it's where i go it's what i feel best doing it's no longer my priority necessarily i wouldn't say any other instruments take that priority i I play guitar in order to sing to it i play piano and i play a little bit of drums kind of vibes but like none of them would take over singing but my writing is kind of where it's at so like i do write a lot of songs i did like an all originals gig called storytellers at quids last week for holiday dog music and that was really great because i'm writing all the time like lyrics are like my main thing because i'm a writer as well so it's like lyrics but i like the music and the singing is just a part of it i get to add Mm -hmm. so yeah that would be my the the thing for me is like the actual creating and like whenever we're writing songs with the band it's always my favorite ones to play live
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it must be really special um in terms of your writing um something that i love to know about people's practice is how you go about doing it Do do you sort of think I'm going to write a song this afternoon and sit down at the piano or do things come to you when you're out and about and like you know years ago speaking to people who used to like call up and leave messages on their own answer machine or their voicemail or whatever people who've got notebooks people who wake up in the middle of the night things like that what is that writing process like for you emotionally as well because you say like it's it's part of your release it's part of your expression what's what does the whole experience mean to you? See, the way I've I've described it is like there's this
2: little stick man in my head and he's <laughs> yeah. sat at a desk and he's surrounded by loads of like books and paper and he does all the thinking so I don't have to yeah. and he'll just type, here's an idea for a song and send it over and it'll come to me. A lot of the time it comes to me while I'm at work. I'll be washing dishes and I'll be like, that's an amazing idea for a song because I write a lot of, like while I put a lot of emotion into my songs and I still do emotion here but like... I do a lot of, like, concept songs of, like, things that I haven't necessarily actually been through. Mm-hmm. I might sing about another person as if they're me, or I might sing about me as if I'm another person. You know, like, loads of different ways. Um, it's all about the, kind of, the story of the song. and. I- Like this person will just send me things and I'll have to think, right, thinking about these lyrics over and over in my head so I don't forget them. They're all on my phone, covered in notes. I've got voice memos if I think of a melody. And when I get the chance, I'll sit at my guitar and I'll be like, okay, what now? (laughs) But like that's kind of it will always start with lyrics for me because that's that's where the writing process is for me and then I'll try and fit that and try and get the melody
0: afterwards. I mean what a what a lovely visual to be able to tap into there because I think it can be something so hard to explain. Um you know uh, regards to the stick man in your brain I think that's a really lovely way of describing it. When you do come to writing it down you sit at your guitar and you do have that moment of okay well, what's going to happen now? when you jot it down do you use notation do you use any software do you use like um something you plug into and record it to sort of to to commit it to paper what what's that part of the process like
2: well it really really depends what I'm writing like what I'm using if I'm just using the guitar I'll write the chords and then I'll just note them down with the lyrics otherwise um I do use like recording software in order to like if I have an idea any idea that basically isn't guitar, it will have to go here because I don't it's that's what I play the most mm-hmm. and so if anything else I won't come at come back to it enough to keep it in my head. so I'll open like whatever it is on my laptop and I'll put the bass in or the piano in and all this stuff and that's when I'll add things and take mm-hmm. things away yeah. but like that's mostly just for messing about
0: until it comes to like the official yeah. thing. No, that, that makes a lot of sense because I was wondering how, um, yes, to sit down and sort of jot down the chords and everything, but to capture melodies. Mm. I mean, I yeah, I'm no composer myself, but if I've ever come up with anything, the next day it's completely different in my head. So if you don't capture it in that moment, it mm. can be gone forever. I'm really excited to see to see what happens next because I think there are so many different ways that you can go creatively. What does what does your dream day look like? You know, you've been to BIM and you've finished your studies, you're embarking on your career. Um, what would you like to fill that day with? Right, okay. So, get up in the morning.
2: I'd, I'd have a coffee, yeah. work out, and I imagine I am cycling to work. Probably. Hopefully. Um, and when I get to work, the I guess the kind of the dream is I, I don't really I am not the kind of like an office person. I like having a desk, but I'd just kind of be moving around, going and meeting up with people, like like going and meeting someone for a coffee and organizing this and going back to the office and sorting out that do you know like all this stuff in order to arrange like festivals or just small gigs or you know getting musicians the right help they need getting do you know what i mean There's like full of that all day like moving around never in one place and then back home for dinner and
0: tv that'd be the best bit that sounds (laughs) dreamy that sounds absolutely amazing it does it sounds like you are well set for a successful career in like being an agent or a fixer or a a doer somebody (laughs) you know the glue somebody who makes these things happen congratulations on winning this award and good luck to you you. we can't wait to see what happens next thank you so much wowie what a powerful couple of teenagers the only person missing from the lineup was Jack Gentry who receives the Norman Sale Award for Visual Art and Literature. And he'll be attending Cardiff Metropolitan University for a BA honours degree in product design. We promise we'll catch up with you soon, Jack. And that's all we have time for this week. Join me again next Wednesday from 6 o'clock. Until then, have a lovely creative week. Slen you!